You're listening to Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here at today's show, The Sharp Edges of the World. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. Jackson Brown is among my all-time favorite singer-songwriters. Saturate before using his 1972 album, well, that's all it took. But that was just the beginning because two years later, 1974 brought to us Late for the Sky, a record that I will consistently put into my top three albums of all time. His politics, they are not my cup of tea, but his talent, man, yeah, his talent sure is. Today's title is a snippet from track one of his latest album, Downhill from Everywhere. The name of the song is Still Looking for Something. The entire line, I think, is indicative of Jackson's creativity. And I knew since I was just little... The sharp edges of the world will whittle your dreams down to shavings at your feet. Going to do my best not to settle. I know it's going to test my mettle. Keep my options open. Even so, I'm hoping. sharp edges of the world will whittle your dreams down to shavings at your feet. The question, will we do our best not to settle? Jackson claims he's going to do his best not to settle. Will we? It's a good question. Some days you eat the bear. Some days the bear eats you. I'd never heard that phrase, but in 1974, I saw that as an album cover by Ian Matthews. I get out of class. I walk across the street at LSU to my favorite place on the planet, Leisure Landing. Leisure Landing Record Store. Saw this record cover. Heard the the song playing Old 55. I'm going to embed that in the show notes because you may not have heard it. You may not have even heard of Ian Matthews. And I saw this phrase, some days you eat the bear. I'd never heard this phrase. But I remembered it, and I use it quite a lot. That's how the sharp edges of the world happen. Sometimes you avoid them, sometimes you don't. I think Jackson is right, though. Mostly they whittle away. And our dreams and, well, frankly, just about everything else that we seek, everything else that we hope for, everything else we desire, especially if we don't fight back hard every single day. There are some other parts of the world that aren't sharp edges. I mean, there are some just rather pleasant areas of the world that don't whittle Instead, they foster growth and resilience and change. And, okay, well, the sharp edges can do that too. Yes, they whittle, but they can also serve to be some of the most valuable things 
that we can ever leverage if we will use them properly. Struggles, sorrows, they often define us. I'm thinking today of some folks who are battling very hard for ill health to not define them. We are more than these things, you do realize. And yet there are these, you know, there are these elephants in the room as Jason Isbell sings things like cancer and other maladies that people face struggles, sorrowful moments, but it doesn't mean that there aren't some joyful ones along the way. After the famed Alabama Crimson Tide football team lost to Texas A&M Aggies a couple of weeks ago, head coach Nick Saban, he said, he said two things that illustrate the point of today's show. These are quotes. Players have to remember how they feel when they don't have success. Players have to remember how they feel when they don't have success. And the second thing he said is sometimes the best lessons you learn are when you do have failings. Because Saban said it's human nature to be more willing to learn when you don't get things right. It's completely true. And not just about college football players or their coaches. It's true for all of us. We need to remember how we feel when we don't have success. And there's little doubt that the most valuable lessons are the ones that failure teaches us. That doesn't mean that we go around looking for failure, but come on, failure is going to find us all. None of us are immune. Two things leap out at me as I'm listening to Jackson sing this song for the umpteenth time. I've, I've, as we used to say, I've worn this record out, but it's not a record. It's digital and there is no wearing it out, but I have played it over and over and over and over and over and over again in my earbuds walking about two things, the sharp edges of the world that whittle away at our dreams. And secondarily, our response to that reality. Sharp edges are events and circumstances, sometimes the ones resulting from our own behavior, sometimes not, because, well, sometimes we're just foolish. Sharp edges can also be people. It can be the people who hate us, the people who give us no consideration, the people who show us no compassion, the people who judge us harshly. And so sharp edges might be anything from health concerns, to financial troubles, to grief, to sadness, to sorrow, to struggles of any kind. They might also be the people who don't have our best interest at heart. Those folks who are not interested in helping us, but rather would prefer to hurt us. Whoever you are, wherever you live, you experience both forms of sharp edges of the world. You experience it in circumstances and situations, and you experience it in people. And that is universally true. I don't care who you are. There is no vaccination for this. Nobody's got the antibodies that will protect us from the sharp edges of the world that take the form of all of these things and people. I don't think there's any need for me to enumerate all the ways that the world can cut us with sharp edges. We can all prove that truth simply by reviewing our own life. 
Our struggles, they are very real. I don't suppose we often intentionally go looking for the sharp edges. Mostly we just, we run into them. They're big, well, because they're, <laughs> they surround us. It seems sometimes more than others, I guess. And sometimes they run into us. Years ago, I was reading about various hustlers and con men, particularly the con men of the 1940s who just kind of start each day at zero and then work like fiends during the day, you know, to score just as big, get as much money as they possibly can. Sometimes because of the way they live their lives only to end the day all the way back at zero again. Okay. Well, these folks, they are different than most. Thankfully they go out each day looking for the sharp edges. They are willing to end their day just cut to pieces, but only after they do some cutting of their own to get what they want. I mean, these folks refuse to live conventional, responsible lives, mostly because, well, they're fueled by selfishness and greed and bad habits. We've got them today, scammers. Your phone rings all the time. You get all kinds of emails and text messages. Enterprising predators who seemed hooked on I don't know what they're hooked. I mean, are they hooked on the adrenaline of the sharp edges of the world? Maybe life on the edge makes no allowances for accepting something more mundane. They are the sole example that I can think of though, where a notion could be put forth that the sharp edges edges of the world don't whittle away their dreams because well, it seems to me that that's exactly what happens. Even with these folks, they're chasing something they're never going to catch. Oh, sure. They may improve their bank account for a period, but just constantly kind of on the move on the run. And maybe, maybe they even realize that the sharp edges of the world are harmful, but they just don't care. Or maybe they care more about the outcome the short-term gain of taking someone's money. I heard today that during the pandemic, especially the romantic scam really blossomed because the one thing that people can kind of sniff out a romantic scam is the unwillingness of the person to meet in person. But the pandemic gave people and out, it gave the scammer kind of an obvious, Hey, I, I, you know, I tested positive or I've been exposed to somebody. I've been, I'm, I'm quarantined. It gave people a reasonable explanation for why I can't meet up with you face to face. And the toll taken on that, according to various things that I've read is ridiculously high, not just in terms of financial loss, but emotional loss. These poor people that are, they're looking for a human connection. They're looking for love. And not only do they not get that, but they lose perhaps their life savings. Sometimes suicide seems the only way out. So, I don't know. Is the bad behavior its own reward for people who operate like that? I have no clue. I just know based on their 
behavior, never mind who gets hurt, never mind if it results in a wasted life, their own and their victims. You know, the point is just do what you want as often as possible without regard for anybody. I judge these things based on my Christian beliefs. It's a wasted life. It's a wasted life where sharp edges of the world do even more harm than it does to those of us that are willing to battle our own self-centeredness. But you can't, you can't be a disciple of Christ without valuing temperance, self-control. It's a benefit. But there are lots of people that don't believe that. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that anybody who's listening to me is not really headed into the sharp edges of the world because you're thrilled by it. But, but if you are, I'd be interested in hearing your story. I'd be interested in learning more. It's just a way of life that I cannot understand. What I do understand and what I understand more fully than ever now that I'm old is how the sharp edges of the world don't just beat us down, but they whittle away, as Jackson wrote, they whittle away at our dreams and our reality. It's not just our dreams that fall prey to these things. It's our present reality. Because if Jackson's lyrics were 100% accurate, that dreams were the only fatality of the sharp edges, that would be bad enough. But there's more. Lots more. There's more casualties to this whole affair. Reality. And that's mostly because we allow it. It's not because the sharp edges have more power, I don't think. It's because we give them more power over us. The irony is that those hustlers, those con men that I've read about living by their wits every day, these people out there searching for the sharp edges, they are living a reality of their own making. And the scammers survive and they thrive because they are creating a reality for their victims as well. All of us are. All of us are creating these realities. Those of us that choose a more responsible, compassionate path we are forming our own reality based on our experiences with the sharp edges. I mean, for example, there are times that we believe the sharp edges are sharper and more deadly than they really are. You know this to be true. Look at your own life. There are also times when they seem fatal, but they're not. Conversely, there are times when the sharp edges don't seem fatal. We don't want to think they're fatal, but they are. And it can be hard. It can be hard to tell. So much of our lives are choice. Now I'm not at all saying that we are gods. I'm not saying that we are in complete control of everything that happens to us. That just simply is not true, but we are in control of our choices and how we see things and what we choose to think, what we choose to feel, what we choose to believe, what we choose to do, we're in complete control of those things. Yes, there's outside stimulus and inside stimulus that may compel us in one direction or another, but we have control over those responses. The sharp edges of the world aren't any different except in how we choose to see them. 
you've likely seen a meme like this many times. I'm going to, I'll post it in the show notes for today's episode. There's a picture of two guys sitting down. It would appear that they're sharing cups of coffee and maybe something to eat. And one guy is in a suit, his briefcase to his side. The other guy is dressed very shabbily, super long hair, long beard. And there's a sign in front of him, a handmade sign that says no money, no job. He's clearly a homeless man. And the meme simply says two sons of an alcoholic father, two sons of an alcoholic father. One struggles through life as a drunk. The other becomes a successful, ambitious businessman. When asked, why are you the way you are? Both responded. My father was an alcoholic and the very bottom line to this social media poster is it's all about decisions. It's all about decisions and it's true. It is all about decisions, but decisions are made on how we see the world and how we see our place in the world. And I've talked before about hero or victim hero. These are the two binary choices that I concentrate on because it seems to me there is no middle ground and I'm a firm believer in a lot of middle ground, but we are either a hero or a victim, or we are on our way to becoming one or the other. We're either blaming people, blaming circumstances, or we are taking responsibility. Blamers are victims. Heroes are taking responsibility. Or as I said, we are on our path to one or the other compassion and empathy compel me to understand that sharp edges, they are not created equally. I mean, some are way more dangerous. Some are way sharper than others. There are some people in my life that I love and they are struggling with some fairly serious, if not unknown issues health wise. And these are dangerous, sharp edges because up to this point, few, maybe no answers versus someone who I may know who is struggling with a career. They've just not yet figured out the answers, but they likely will. The Harbaugh football family mantra. Have you, have you heard this? You, you've got to you've got to click play on this little short video by Jim Harbaugh. Uh, the Harbaugh football family. Dad was a football coach. The two sons, and they also have a sister, but the two sons are high level football coaches today. One in the NFL, one at Michigan, and the Harbaugh family mantra, fostered by both parents, was. Who's got it better than us? And the answer that they would recite and they would have their children who were small at the time recite is nobody. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. I know there are families who have a very different mantra, but I just love the Harbaugh family outlook. Click play on that little YouTube video that's over at the show notes, leaningtowardwisdom.com. 
why did Papa Harbaugh, why did he roll that way? When so many others choose to lament what they don't have. I, I don't know. I really don't know, but I know this. He had a choice in how to raise his kids. He had a choice in how he would choose to lead his family. And he chose to see life the way he did. And he taught his kids to do the same thing. Jim Harbaugh, head football coach for the University of Michigan, he wrote an article for the Players' Tribune on February the 1st, 2016. I'll link this up as well. And in this article, he said this, and I'm quoting, I shared a room with my brother for 16 years, and my dad always made us feel that that was the greatest thing in the world. Like we had this whole house, and my brother and I had a special piece of it all to ourselves. Never, never mind the fact that most kids wanted, and a lot of kids had, their own rooms. We were lucky to share a room. We got to share each other's stories, each other's dreams. Who's got it better than you guys? Nobody, dad. That's how it was at our house. A lot of excitement, a lot of competition, a lot of love. Later on, we realized, okay, maybe some people did have it better, but my parents were right about just about everything. It's staggering how right they were. Maybe having an exciting childhood in a loving home is as good as it gets. And we had that. So how could anybody have it better? Yeah. How indeed, how indeed all by making a choice. All because father Harbaugh Harbaugh, he, he chose to see the sharp edges of the world a certain way. And he chose to protect himself and his family from letting them whittle away at their dreams. And he chose instead to let them forge himself, his wife, his kids into people filled with gratitude and determination and resilience. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Life may be less about trying to dodge the sharp edges of the world because, well, I don't know about you, but I've not figured out how to do that. Well, except to accept responsibility for the ones that I create because of my own foolishness, which is the whole point of this podcast, leaning toward wisdom. It may be more about knowing that they're going to bite us every now and again, these sharp edges of the world, but we're going to face them with the thankfulness that things are as well with us as they are. However well that may be, however unwell that may be. Thankfulness, gratitude, they are always the paths forward, coupled with competing every day to make sure that the sharp edges don't win, but instead that they strengthen us so we can sharp edges of the world it's another episode of leaning toward wisdom the podcast 
go find the show notes. I'm going to embed still looking for something. This song that I referred to by Jackson Brown, I'm going to embed also the Ian Matthews song, old 55 from his 1974 record. Some days you eat the bear. You got to see the meme two sons of an alcoholic father and you must 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 watch the little snippet of jim harbaugh telling the story about his father teaching them who's got it better than us nobody i hope all is well with you and if it isn't then grind through do the very best you can There are people that I know who are going through all kinds of battles and struggles. Some deal with health, some deal with money, some deal with relationships. Sharp edges, man, they're everywhere. If you're enduring a time right now where the sharp edges are leaving you alone, then be super thankful because they're probably coming. But we can deal with them. It's our best path forward. Fall on your knees and be thankful. Me? Well, I know who I'm thinking. God Almighty. You make your own choices. It's leaning toward wisdom. Modern tales of an ancient pursuit. My name is Randy Cantrell. Greetings and welcome. Inside the Yellow Studio.